solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Chapter eighteen, Dobby's reward. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly and I'm Alex and, and this, this is Potter Watch. All right, so today we're doing chapter eighteen. The final chapter of Chamber of Secrets. Ooh, an end to start a new beginning. I'm excited for Indeed. book three. Dobby's reward. Or you... as Molly oh. renamed it, Dumbledore's lies. <laughs> like just to the point. <laughs> um, Mine is not better. My, um. Okay, like are you saying it's bad because it's like. Dobby's reward, Dumbledore's lies. That's, like, it's in the same pattern. That's fair. I, I, I'm sorry. I take back. Uh, I will not associate your rename with my rename, which is, in fact, terrible. No, mine's not good. Mine says, socks for freedom. Oh, that's cute, though. Just not really clever at all. Just, it's just, like, cute, though. I do think it's cute. Um, don't know if it really encompasses the whole chapter, but, um... I mean, Dobby's reward, like... That's true. Dobbs, I'm really kind to Dobby in this chapter. Same. Um, do you want to give the readers... Oh, well, how how do they know to even listen to this episode? <laughs> What's the password? We didn't do it. I what is Dobby's master? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dobby's master is Lucius Malfoy. Yay, I'm so glad you guys were able to listen to this final episode of Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, I'm so happy that we still do this bit. <laughs> we will never let it die. <laughs> it might be forgotten, but uh, it never dies. What is dead will never die. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Game of Thrones. Hashtag got. Hashtag we're in the mood. Hashtag uh, 2019. Hashtag gotcha. Oh. This is off to a great start. So, chapter 18. Yes. Um, indeed, indeed. Uh, synopsis. Okay, here's what happens in chapter 18. Um, we're really, not a lot happens, we're just closing up. So, um, Jenny and Harry and Ron return, um, to Dumbledore and they, they meet up with the um, Weasley and family. and Gilderoy. Oh, right. How could I forget Lockhart? Oh, it's because he's silent for once, for like almost an entire chapter. Um, so, um, they meet the Weasleys. Arthur's like, why didn't you heed my warning about objects that move in their own? And then, um, every and then Dumbledore gives us some sound advice about how to deal with like traumatic events. And then, um, then Harry and Dumbledore keep talking about like the chamber and about you know who and about the diary and about all this information that he knew that he probably should have shared. And then, um, what else? Oh, and then, um, at the very end, we find out that like. All of the petrified people are back. Hermione wait, comes. Wait, wait, Balfoy, Dobby. Oh, uh, oh, sorry, I forget that comes first. Sorry. So, um, Malfoy and Malfoy, Lucius Malfoy, uh, comes in and he's like, "Hey, like, 
what's happening, Dumbledore? I hear that you're back. And then Dumbledore is like, oh, um, yeah, I am back. Also, you were a conniving little bitch and you um, made people say that they didn't want me. And Lucius is like, you can't prove it. You also can't prove that I gave Jenny the diary, even though everyone in the room knows that he did. And then Harry's like, can I have the diary, Dumbledore? And Dumbledore's like, sure, beans. And so then Harry takes the diary and he puts the sock on top and gives it to Lucius. Lucius is really disgusted by the sock, throws it to Dobby. Dobby's like, I am a free elf. And then Dobby does some bamf like magic on Lucius because he's free. And that's, uh, and then Hermione gets back um, and all the other petrified people are free. Um, Justin's annoying. And then we, J-F-F. then we're done. J-F-F, yeah. That's the end. Okay. Dumbledore, do not beam. Oh, you yeah. child in danger little shit. That's what my note this says. This goes to your theory last week yes. about. It, yes. That's exactly what I was talking about last week. Um, yeah, I did notice the beaming. I mean, like, yay. Like, I guess he's, like, happy to see, like, Jenny, but he's, like, so, like, it's like a wink nudge He's, nudge. like, knowing, like, it was gonna be okay being. Yeah, I'm not. Like, that's what being is. I'm not, like, I was so... Like, in the first one, he beamed, which I'm like, yeah, because you planned the whole thing. Right, and this is what I am at book two. I'm like, yeah, because you planned for Harry to solve this for you. The Harry, like, explaining what happens reminds me so much of the fourth one at the end when he has to retell the maze, or not, the, the graveyard, because he's like, um, there's like rap silence, and he told them about hearing this and then doing this, da 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 da, and then like he pauses um, at one part, and like it's like very similarly like laid out in the fourth one where he's like he's told them about the um, and he, Death Eaters, yeah. and, this, and then he paused when like he talked about like the wands, and then mm-hmm. Dumbledore says something like you must have seen your parents, da 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 da, like. Um, so it's just, like, a very similar way she... But it's also very, like, Dumbledore's way too prepared for this. Like, I don't know. I just... Dumbledore... In this one? I don't think so. No, like, I'm just saying, like, in the fourth one, like, in, like he's just way too prepared for these, like... Oh, no, not in the fourth one. Like, I don't think he thinks that that's gonna happen, but I think my main issue with Dumbledore is that he knows so many pieces to the puzzle that he doesn't share with other people that when things do line up, they click in his head before they click in other people's head. Because, like, he knows about, like... He, like, when he, like, later in this chapter, we'll talk about it, but when he's like, yeah, a little piece of your soul is inside... Uh, uh, Voldemort's soul is inside your head. And I'm like, what the fuck, Dumbledore? Yeah. Like, these are things that you can't keep from everyone. I know. Like, I understand that's not something you need to be telling the whole order. Especially, like, an order involved with, like, Mundungus Fletcher. But, like... Yeah, and they've had instances where people... Yeah, but there are people he can trust that he should be telling this. McGonagall being one of them. But, like, what would McGonagall even do with that information? Like, what would be the point of telling her? I think just to have, like, somebody to bounce these ideas off of. But he wants to be in control of Harry. I think McGonagall would be a bad person to tell. Okay, maybe not McGonagall, but maybe even just Harry. Like, I just think Dumbledore tries to, like, hold control. And Honestly, even, like, Snape. But I guess he's, like, nervous about telling Snape too much because 
Because Snape's too worried about protecting Harry, which is, like, a similar reason about why you shouldn't tell uh, McGonagall. Well, I was going to say because, like, well, not at this point, but when Snape is, like, close to Voldemort, like, I wouldn't want to tell Snape all that stuff in case, like, Voldemort did see into, like, Snape's mind or something like that. Right, but I also not think that Snape he... wouldn't, like, want to use Harry like that. Like, I think he... Because Snape's not doing this to defeat Voldemort. Snape's doing it out of a loyalty to Lily. So, like, that doesn't serve Snape's overall purpose. Which is why Dumbledore doesn't tell him till the very end and Snape's mad at him when he does. Right. But if Dumbledore had, like, kept Snape in on the loop in the beginning and told him that, like, this is all true, but I do think that Harry's gonna survive it. Um, because I have, like, a, this weird theory about, like, the whole Horcrux thing. Because, like, Dumbledore's like, I hoped you would survive. Like, he does know that, like, it's most likely that Harry will survive. Um, but he wants Harry to he believe. He has a theory about it. But part of that is that he wants Harry to believe that he's going in there to die. That's part of it, is that Harry's willing to die for all those other people. Because Harry thinks in his head he's going to die. And I think that's part of Dumbledore's plan is that Harry needs to believe that he's going to die because then he's completely vulnerable and defenseless, which is like part of the magic. If Harry knew that it would work, then I don't think it would be the same thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm not saying that he has to even... I'm, I don't even know who he would tell. Yeah, I'm not saying I, it has to be Harry, but I, he needs to tell yeah. someone because he has too much power right now and it really makes me angry. Like, tell Lupin. Lupin is the person he should be telling. And then once Sirius is in the picture, well, I guess Sirius is Sirius. way too close to Harry. But, like, Lupin, But Sirius also, like, does gamble with Harry. So I don't even think... A little bit. Like, not even... Like, but I think Sirius is the one that thinks Harry is... Oh, old enough to understand yeah. most of that stuff so he would understand i think lupin is definitely the first, the best person because as much as lupin i think does care for harry lupin's mission is like the order and mm -hmm. like that's what he cares about agreed and like he kind of like puts harry's feelings in it all on the back burner which i think in some ways like is important like that i think that makes him a good like kind of warrior but um i definitely definitely agree like lupin yeah. is the best All right, person so, to tell um dumbledore in hindsight like let remus in on it especially in the next book you guys can have like a little chatty chat about it a little chit chat um my next note is on dumbledore and not telling people things <clears throat> i think you're ahead of me but keep going very few people know that Lord Voldemort was once called Tom Riddle. Why do you think that is, Dumbledore? This is what I mean! I taught him myself 50 years ago at Hogwarts. He disappeared after leaving the school, traveled far and wide, sank so deeply into the dark arts, consorted with very, the very worst of our kind, underwent so many dangerous magical transformations. Hmm, tell us more about those transformations. Um, and then he resurfaced as Lord Voldemort. He was barely recognizable. Hardly anyone connected Lord Voldemort with the clever, handsome boy who was once head boy here. Why do you think that was, Dumbledore? Albus. For those of you who've watched The Office, I am doing a classic turn to the camera gym right now. Like, Michael Scott has just said something crazily bigoted and i'm looking at the camera and i'm disappointed in you dumbledore Be also disappointed. i'm watching the office for the first time so that's why i made that reference and molly's laughing at me um 
Yeah, so, like, I'm, I'm upset about it. But I think I got ahead of you. What were you going to say? Uh, McGonagall, um, I said LOL McGonagall being, like, and broke about a hundred school rules doing it, I'm sure. Like, LOL, gotta stay true to you, McGonagall. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's like, but how did you survive? Yeah, like, this is always my question about McGonagall. She's always like, yeah, like, that troll thing, really dumb, broke the rules, but But, like, impressive. cool. <laughs> Props to props. Um, I think she's like a Bill Weasley. You and I have different opinions. Like Only different, because like, Bill was like head boy and stuff, so he obviously like did value the rules, but he was like cool. Yeah, I mean, I see McGonagall as more like a Hermione than a Bill, but I see what you're saying. But I can kind of put, I would put like Bill kind of in the same category as Hermione even. Because I think he's supposed to be more, like, rule-following than, like, mm-hmm. maybe we even see him. Because he's, like, like they kind of compare him to Percy sometimes, but then they're like, no, but Bill's cooler than Percy. Which yeah. is, like, Hermione. Hermione's, like, yeah, cooler I than think, Percy. No, I think they all, like, all three of them have in common that they do, like, the rules, but they pick and choose which, they, like, follow their own moral compasses, so they pick yeah. and choose which ones yeah. are the important ones for them to follow. But I wouldn't, like, I don't know if I know enough about Bill to be, yeah. like, McGonagall and Bill are <laughs> I mean, like, not completely, <laughs> but, like, I think in that structure of, like, also Hermione, I kind of associate, like, cool head boy and girl. Like, maybe even Cedric could have been that. We don't get to see that. Because he's, like, um, oh, a prefect, though. Said, said, said. I don't know why you're saying it like that. And don't even talk about First Child. Huh? Oh, <laughs> no. I Cedric's just, like, I, like, Cedric's, like, too good for this world. Too pure. Okay. <laughs> um... But, like, also, like, classic Hufflepuff. My next one is on Arthur, so I don't know if I'm ahead of you. Um, I said Harry, my beautifully-hearted boy, caring about Jenny, is what I said. they expelled her? Like, you have to tell the whole story, Harry. Like... I know, but, like, so cute. I know. Um... Because he knows how upset Jenny is, because he has a little bit of tact here for once. Um, are you to the Arthur part yet? Yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay. Just not the time for scolding. I said, I really think this is not, in all caps, the time to play the blame game on Jenny, Arthur. And or I'm the like, I told you so game. And I'm like, at least Albus, I started reading Albus because I got tired of writing Dumbledore. At least Albus stepped in here. Like, yeah. thank God. Well, that's what I, that's my next note too. I said, Dumbledore, well done, dash this time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, I, okay, so we talk about Dumbledore quite a bit, and his abuse of Harry, mostly, and maybe I'm other really children. about Dumbledore, and I liked Dumbledore when I was reading through. I really turn on Dumbledore in book six, I think. I... Or five. It's book five. Yeah, I am seven. Um, but I'm saying, my, like, where I start to turn on him is book five. I am just, I, but I go back to the fifth one where he is so upset with how Umbridge treats Marietta Edgecombe. Oh, yeah. And I always think about that moment because, like, Harry points out, like, that is the first time he's actually seen Dumbledore get angry with Umbridge is when he when she tries to grab Marietta, Marietta Edgecombe. And I do think that 
it Dumbledore's character is supposed to be this like he does care about the students first, but I think we see these flaws in that. Like I don't think Dumbledore is a bad headmaster. No, I think he's me a neither. bad mentor to Harry. Yeah, but we like refer to him as like a child abuser a lot. And I do like, think in that he has terms of Harry. Yeah. Like I don't think I don't I wouldn't associate him with that with any other person because I do think he's a good headmaster. Like in like except for like what in like the way that he works with Harry endangers other students sometimes and in that yeah. way it doesn't make but I do think like this is his like the position he was meant to be in life. Like this is his prime yeah. in terms of like the best Dumbledore that he can be is when he's headmaster of Hogwarts. Yeah. But anytime we, like, talk about him negatively, I honestly always go back to that moment with Marietta Edgecombe. I love that Dumbledore, too. I do love that moment. And I, it, like, really sticks with me. It, like, makes me want to cry, honestly, sometimes. Because, like, I get upset about Marietta Edgecombe, even though... Like, she sucks. Yeah. But, but like, he doesn't... He It doesn't matter what she's done. Like, yeah. he's like, that's my student and you're not gonna hurt her. Yeah. You can do whatever you want to me... Or even Harry, but, like, you can't hurt the regular student. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can put scars into their arms, like, um... Oh, yeah. But see, like, I think, I look, I think McGonagall's also, like, meant to be a good headmistress. Like, she cares about the students Have a biscuit, so much. Potter. Have a biscuit, Potter. Oh, I, that's my favorite part about book five, but it also makes me hate book five because... Seeing how much McGonagall loves the students, and then watching her be crushed by the weight of Umbridge, oh, like that's destroys really me. But it makes it such a good book. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Like when I went back and read, because book five, just for reference, used to be my least favorite book, and it's always been my favorite. And I don't, I won't quote, I won't. I've been, I've been gone. I'm going back on it. I don't think that book five is really my least favorite. I think it just in memory, like, in hindsight, when I think about book five, it gives me so much anxiety and hatred that it makes me the angriest out of all of the books. And it's also probably my least favorite Harry. So I, and I really like Harry as a main character. So it, pro that also, like, Harry's in a bad mood, I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. <laughs> Umbridge is there, I'm upset because I really can't deal with that, that power. And, like, she's, ugh, it just, mm, like, I, I, not identify more with Voldemort as a villain, but, like, he's a more empathetic villain. Like, I can get my claws around it. It's more interesting we to me. We get more background on him, too. Lawful like, good is something I just can't fuck with. It's also why I don't like Percy very much. I don't think she's lawful good. I think she's I lawful. think she's lawful evil. Oh, I meant, sorry, not lawful good. I meant, I meant lawful, like, like, lawful evil, sorry. That category of villain, I don't. I can't, like, I'm not I as think interested Percy's in. Percy's lawful neutral. Lawful neutral. But that, that whole lawful side of things is not really my, is not where I go to for characters that yeah. are most interesting to me. Sorry, lawful good. She's definitely lawful evil. I was like, I don't think she's I meant lawful, lawful evil. Um, is my least favorite ki kind of character. Like, Javert. Mm. I just don't care. <laughs> See, I like love him as a character. I think he's most interesting at the end when he dies. All of it. I think he's great. I think he's most interesting when he's dying. But that's like what makes him interesting, partly. Like that's the whole thing. Yeah, I just mostly think he's dumb. Um, <laughs> like I just don't get that mentality. Like, and it's because it's so opposite of me. 
like because a rule said that this way makes you a terrible person seems like the most ridiculous reason to be evil to me but yeah and that's just because it's com- the complete antithesis of what i am as a person which is what chaotic good yeah that's like the exact opposite right I like that they are doing the feast, like, right now. Like, they're not waiting till like, the next day to do the feast. Um, McGonagall, I'm surprised that she isn't addressing the fact, like, they didn't tell, like, her before they went down to the, like, chamber. She's like, like, she doesn't address that, like, they didn't tell her. (laughs) Well, she said, like, I think that was, like, a little school rules or whatever. A hundred school rules, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a little shout out to Lockhart. I expect I was hopeless. Was yes. I? <laughs> I wanted to just like quote this whole thing where. But one of us seems to be keeping mightily quiet about his part in this dangerous adventure. Dumbledore added. Why so modest, Gilderoy? Harry gave a start. He had completely forgotten about Lockhart. He turned and saw that Lockhart was standing in a corner of the room, still wearing his vague smile. When Dumbledore addressed him, Lockhart looked over his shoulder to see who he was talking to. Professor Dumbledore, Ron said quickly, there was an accident down in the Chamber of Secrets. Professor Lockhart, am I a professor? said Lockhart in mild surprise. Goodness, I expect I was hopeless, was I? He tried to do a memory charm and the wand backfired. Ron explained quietly to Dumbledore. Dear me, said Dumbledore, shaking his head, his long silver moustache quivering. Impaled upon your own sword, Gilderoy. Sword, said Lockhart dimly. Haven't got a sword. That boy has, though. He pointed at Harry. He'll lend you one. (laughs) And just like all of it, I was like, Dumbledore is like low-key giddy about Lockhart. He's like, fell on your own sword, did you? Like, he's so excited that Lockhart's been caught, especially since we have our fan theory that, like, Dumbledore hired Lockhart with the intention of, like, exposing exposing him. Well, I mean, honestly, I, like, understand. I'm really satisfied by this comeuppance by Lockhart. Yeah, it's, like, perfect. So, yes. Um, And he's, like, better for it, I think. We all agree. Like, I can do joined-up writing (laughs) It's just like magic. magic. Like we get some of the best lines from oh, it. Oh, Lockhart, 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 Lockhart. Um, um, what does this note? I say? have a very angry note next. Mine seems sassy. It starts with sure, comma. I. That's what it called. Fox. Oh right, yeah. It's about Dumbledore and Fox. It's about my theory from last week. Um, sure, that's what called Fox to you is what it says. With what? Like, I think Dumbledore, I think it's just about Dumbledore being, like, only, like, true bravery and, like, real defense of me could have called Fox to you. Yeah, you must have shown me real loyalty down in the chamber. Nothing but that could have called Fox to you. Oh, and you're saying, like, "Mm, Dumbledore sent Fox. Yeah. Um, well, on that, I was like, Harry did show you loyalty, and how do you repay him? You lied to him just now. You lie. <laughs> That's how you repay I him. I must not tell lies. <laughs> just kidding. No, Dumbledore tells so many lies. Yeah. My next note is, come on! Exclamation mark. And then, 
Um, what else did he transfer, Dumbledore? What else? Well, yeah, mine says <laughs> Dumbledore, like, already knows about Horcruxes. It might be time to share that with someone. That's what my note says. Yeah, well, I said- Oh, and then I say, side note, also, let's start the search right now. Like, let's not wait till year seven yeah. to start Horcrux searching. If you have a theory about it now, Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, and it's like Dumbledore doesn't even start doing it till the sixth one. But I right. know that's partly because, like, that's when J.K. Rowling, like, came up with the whole idea. Well, but... I mean, clearly her and Dumbledore were keeping things because she knows something right now. I don't think she knows what, though. Right. I just... And I guess maybe Dumbledore doesn't either. Um, but, oh, I said the come on to, like, um... He's like, Professor Dumbledore, Riddle said I like him, strange likeness, he said, and Dumbledore goes, did he now? Like, what did you think about that, Harry? Like, like, you're not my therapist, don't, like, ask me, like, these questions, like, back at me, like, ugh, Dumbledore, Why I'm be mad at figure, you. Dumbledore is the worst kind of Dumbledore. <sighs> Albus Severus, I understand your angst. <laughs> Like, fair. I'm at, like, the... Should I really be in Gryffindor thing? Oh, what I said, speaking of you're not my therapist, is what <laughs> Harry really needs is a mind healer. Doesn't need bed rest. Certainly, or a good meal. Certainly needs to go to therapy. So does Ginny. Yes. Um. Which is what I meant in my, um... In my in my uh, retelling of the chapter when I was like, Dumbledore gives us some sound advice on how to deal with traumatic oh, events. okay. Like, yeah, just go to the hospital wing. You'll be fine. Go go hang out with your victims. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> um, um, I said that, are all of these Slytherin traits when he says, like, um, you happen to have many qualities, Slytherin prize in his handpick students? Parcel tongue, resourcefulness, determination, a certain disregard for the rules. I think resourcefulness is a Slytherin trait, but determination, I feel like, fits a lot of houses. I also feel and like disregard for the rules is also a very Gryffindor, Gryffindor trait. Gryffindor and Slytherin. Based yeah. on the, like, information we know about the previous Gryffindor students, i.e. Marauders, i.e. George, Fred and George. Based on every single Gryffindor I've ever met in my whole live long life. Right. Like, and by met, I mean read about. Like, I feel like Gryffindor is more known for not following the rules, and Slytherin is probably more actively not following the I rules. I think that... Gryffindors are known for getting caught. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, okay. like, that's what that's what I meant. Yeah, like, yeah, Gryffindors yeah. get caught all the time, and Slytherins do not follow the rules, but they don't get caught for it as much as Gryffindors. Yes. Yeah, so, and I think determination is like a Gryffindor trait. I think it can be seen as a Ravenclaw trait. And then like Hufflepuffs are really hard work. Yeah, like so all four really. So I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. Also, Dumbledore, Harry doesn't have like traits of Slytherin. Like Harry should not be in Slytherin. I think. Resourcefulness is like I would associate that with Slytherin. Like yeah, but that like he is resourceful. Yes, fair, fine. Yeah, fine. That's, that's like the, the only, only one, one he yeah. gets. But like I feel like everyone in their whole life has like one of each house. It's like about yeah. which one you are most, and then if you believe in secondary houses, what you identify with second. Which would like, definitely be Hufflepuff. Like I can, yes, certainly <laughs> Hufflepuff. Like I can find something of 
each house and every person. Like, and we know it's not cunning. Okay. Like, we know it's not cunning. It's not subtle. It's not ambitious. It's definitely not ambitious. (laughs) Like, Like, what? Like, what? Yeah. No. Okay. So we're just all agreed on, like, he like, doesn't, he shouldn't like, have ever been in Slytherin. Faulty on his, like, family. Like, he doesn't really choose, like, his select people and that, like, because when Ron leaves, Ron leaves, like, Harry is like, you don't want to work with us, then you can go. Like, and, like, oh, Seamus, you're not on my side. Bye. F you. Don't like, need you anymore. Later. Like, like, Harry's like, if you're with me, great. But, like, if you're not, then, like, I don't I've got care. more important things to do. Which is, like, a very Gryffindor thing. But, like, the people who are with him, thing. he does, like, support. And, like, be, but it doesn't matter who you are because he'll, like, he's got to save everybody. Like, Fleur Delacour's sister. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a very, like, he is for, like, whatever cause or what, like, his, like, whatever his, like, moral thing is that he's on. That's, like, the Gryffindor thing. He doesn't need to save, like all of the people he's like i need to save like the people that go along with you know what i oh no he has to save everyone. no he does have to save everyone which is a very hufflepuff trait but i'm saying in terms of like he doesn't have to like all of the people which i think i don't know if you're already on your side yeah and you're he definitely Slytherin, doesn't like all the people that he like saves. clearly like he saves goyle and malfoy yeah. like like honestly i think we're all making the argument that harry should be in hufflepuff I think he's a Gryffindor primary. Yes, like, obviously, he's, like, super brave and, like, has a lot of Gryffindor traits, but I'm, like, half making a joke, but, like, he does I think he's definitely a share second a lot of Hufflepuff traits, which I think people overlook. And that's honestly what I love the most about Harry is his Hufflepuff traits, like, his kindness. Because I think most people are like, oh, Ron's secondary trait is Hufflepuff, but it's not. It's Slytherin, I think. I don't think Ron's a second Slytherin. I think of all of them, that's what he would be secondary for. Wait, wait, maybe I do. Maybe I said that wrong. Sorry, I just was having this conversation with one of my friends earlier, and we, like, worked it out. Yes, oh, you're right, you're right, Because right. I think all three of them, secondary house is something else. You're right, like, you're right. I think it is Slytherin, but I don't think it's... Like, Ron's not cunning either. But I think Ron's more Gryffindor than the other two. Like, I think Gryffindor is where Ron belongs. And For like, sure. And it's where all of them belong. Yes. But I think Harry is more split between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. And, and obviously Hermione is definitely, like, a hat stall, like, Ravenclaw yeah. Gryffindor. But, um, yeah, I think Ron, which is kind of funny, but, like, I think Ron is definitely most fitting of Gryffindor. Yeah. He's, like, got, like, Gryffindor everything. Like, he just bleeds Gryffindor everywhere. Um... Why isn't Lucius in jail for this thing about using the Cruciatus curse or about threatening people's families? Like, these are things that put you in jail. And Dumbledore seems like he has facts. Like, he has people saying that Lucius did this. I don't... I don't think that the people would, like, go to court for it. Fair. Um, well, I just want to throw in, like, while we're talking about... Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. I just, um... While we were talking about houses, I do think, like, this is a really nice quote of Dumbledore saying, like, um, which makes, um, it's our choices, Harry, that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. Like, I do think that's, like, a really powerful statement. I think that's how we look at sorting people. It's like, well, what do you see yourself as? Mm -hmm. I think is a very important question when you're getting sorted. Definitely. 
I think it's what you admire and what you see yourself as. Yeah, and your actions not so much as, like, um, like, I think your actions say a lot about you, too, is what he's saying. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Although, like, looking at you, Peter Pettigrew. Yeah, I don't understand. I honestly, sometimes I think she's, like, put people in places I don't necessarily agree with. Like, just for, like, the purpose of the story. Right, like, definitely with Percy, I don't think he belongs in Gryffindor. Like, I don't think he has not one Gryffindor trait. Like, I think he's a hat stall between Slytherin and Ravenclaw. I think he has had moments of bravery, but I don't think that's, like, a... But I think his moments of bravery are, like, Ravenclaw moments of bravery. Like, they're, like, a Ravenclaw still fought in a final battle. Like, because, like, I, after all of his journey, like, he decided that, oh, the facts align with the fact that I need to be with these people, and therefore I'm, you know, gonna fight now. Like, I, I just don't think his motivations and his actions suggest that he's a Gryffindor. Um, cause he's like, doesn't have that thing that Hermione does where he goes, like when all comes down to it, he chooses his gut instinct over logic or what he believes to but be But we true. don't know what his gut instinct is. Like he might be following his gut instinct. It just might not be what we think is like the best instinct. Like Seamus, like Seamus kind of makes bad choices, but it's his gut instinct. But Seamus has like very, like... I'm going to just, I just go, like, I bulldoze through things, which is very Gryffindor, but I don't think, like, he has that side of Gryffindor, and I don't think that, um, and Seamus was also a hat stall, remember? Like, we, because we talked about it, because it was- The sandy-haired boy? Yeah, well, yeah, like, we, because we, I remember one of my notes in book one was, what other house would Seamus be in because they mentioned that he's a hat stall? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I think Seamus has very, like, jerk instincts and that's what makes him a Gryffindor but I think his logic and way of doing things is probably we I think we decided Slytherin or something like that was probably his other yeah house or Hufflepuff yeah but like I think Percy doesn't have like he doesn't reason things Gryffindor but I mean we don't know how he came to his decisions is what I'm saying like we don't know if it was like oh my gut is to go with like the ministry or like like, I don't think being loyal to your family is necessarily, like, a Gryffindor trait. No, I think it's a Slytherin trait. No, but he's not loyal to his family. But he's loyal to his own beliefs, which I think is his Ravenclaw side. Like, he's loyal to the logic in his head. But I think that can be Gryffindor. Like, Harry does that. He's like, I know what I believe is true, and I'm going to follow through on this. Do you know what I mean? Like, Harry follows that gut so far, like, it doesn't matter, like, Hermione's telling him, like, this is wrong, like, da-da-da-da-da, like, I just mean, like, we don't know how Percy comes to his decisions, that's all. I'm not saying... That's fair, but I think then we can argue, then we don't know anybody's house of different characters that aren't Harry, because we don't know anybody else's, like, thought process, but But we can tell that Percy's logic of Percy... We just hear that he has done what he's done. We also see him live, like, when they, after his family has done all this stuff, we see him come in and try to manipulate his family to, um, to get Harry to give information about the ministry, to the ministry. But he's not trying, he doesn't want to be there. But he does it anyway. Like, I think that's, I don't see, 
Like, he's definitely the fact not that, like the Harry. fact that he doesn't want to be there is not makes it not a Gryffindor motivation for me because I think if a Gryffindor didn't want to be there, they wouldn't be there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm just trying to make an argument for him to be in Gryffindor, and I am struggling with it. Um, I yeah, I'm gonna think about it in beyond just the seventh book because I think that's when we get the most meat from it. But I'm trying to, I'm gonna try and look at it throughout the series. Like I'm trying to think, like in the fourth one, he does go out and fight the like mass figures, like with his parents or with his dad and stuff like that. Like he does. Things like that. Like, so I'm just trying to think of moments where... I just also where... think that's a logical thing to do. Like, there are, like, racists out there, and you, you're you stuck in that place. Like, it's not like he's gonna... He can apparate away. But, like, So the... his only way out is to fight the death But eaters. the other, like, younger kids, they're like, go hide in the woods, and he's like, no, I'm gonna go fight. Yeah. That, that kind of thing. And I'm not, like, I don't... I agree with you. Like, Percy's, like, a bad guy, I'm just no, trying I'm not to see even if saying him he's as a bad a guy. Gryffindor. I'm just saying, like, I think even when he has his brave moments, it's based on, like, the logical way to handle this situation. Like, I don't think it's Gryffindor reasoning. Like, I don't think he goes, he pushes through in that fight because he thinks that, like, I want to be the hero. I think he's like, this is the way that this should be handled in this situation, which I think is a good way to handle it. Like, that is a good moment for Percy. I just don't think that... It's a Gryffindor quality. I don't think... I don't know if all Gryffindors want to be the hero, though. I think they... Sometimes they do things for the... This is what I think is the right thing to do, so I'm gonna do it But that's that different than, of, like, I'm gonna do this because it's, like, a hero thing to do. I, I guess I'm trying to say is I think the difference between a Gryffindor... And a Ravenclaw is that a Gryffindor is like, my gut is telling me this is the right thing to do. And a Ravenclaw is like, I think reason is telling me that this is the right thing to do. And my reasoning is why I'm doing it. I guess I don't think that Gryffindors always do things because it's the right thing to do as much as they're following their gut instinct. But and I'm, their gut right isn't to, always right. Right, but I'm saying right thing to do in terms of their personal right thing to do. Yeah, so I think that Percy's gut instinct is not what we see as, like, a good gut instinct. So he follows that. And again, yeah, we don't know. We have no idea. But his gut inst- But Gryffindor also is supposed to be... And like I said, there are some characters that don't follow this, but, like, thinking of the little guy, like, supposed to be the speaker for the people who can't speak for themselves. And Percy is not that at all. Like, his gut never points him in that direction. How do we know that's supposed to be a Gryffindor trait, speaking for the little guy? It's, like, in the sorting, like, one of the sorting hat songs. It's, like, the, like, like, I can't explain yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, 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 I don't okay. know the exact wording. We can, like, look it up. Yeah, yeah, but, no, I just, I don't, I just didn't. Like, it's also in every, like, little, like, and this could just be, like, you know, in every, standing up for the underdog is, like, a known Gryffindor trait. I mean, I can think of definitely examples of that, but I can also think of, like, examples where that doesn't happen. Right, like I said, yeah. it doesn't yeah, apply yeah, to yeah, every yeah. Gryffindor. It certainly doesn't apply to Peter. Um, but, um, yeah. Or kind of any of the Marauders. <laughs> um, or maybe Lupin. Um, yeah. And I do think 
they think they're standing up for their underdog. Like, they don't like Snape because Snape associates with... Like, I do think they're bullies. I, like, hate what the Marauders do, too. But I don't think in their eyes Snape counts as an underdog, which is a flaw in them. I don't think... I I wasn't thinking of Snape as an underdog. I just mean, like, I don't see them as, like, particularly standing up for people that are underdogs. Like, Sirius doesn't think anything of, like house elves in particular or anything like that oh i think they're and like i, don't I think, think them James... joining the order and being adamantly against voldemort but that's not necessarily his... the underdog i think muggleborns are clearly like underdogs in this world but being against voldemort doesn't necessarily mean that you're pro muggleborn i mean it means like you like muggleborns and everything but like you're also just like fighting like this evil person right but I think particularly in the first war, it was definitely like a... I think that's more in the second war. Like the whole registration of Muggleborns, like Lily no, I Potter think never gets, had to like... I think it gets worse in the second war, but I think that's what the first war is fighting against, is like these people that are... I, thought, I just assumed it was just like him rising to power. No, I think it's like a war about like muggle-borns and about magical power prowess because and then because then even like with the chamber in this information that we get it's like for a while now my focus hasn't even been on muggle-borns it's more about defeating harry potter which i think is more about what the second war is about like overall yes he does want the muggle-born thing too but i think he's focused on harry i don't think that is specific to the wars he's talking about in the second one what he's doing with Jenny at the beginning is like I know but I'm saying in general I think it applies to the wars because I think in this second war he's so focused on Harry that it clouds his overall point at the beginning which was to like rid the world of muggleborns or the magical world. I guess I just still don't think, like, the Marauders, maybe with the exception of Lupin, because he's, like, a werewolf, they show, like, a particular, like, I really need to do this for, like, the underdog. I also think them being friends with Lupin and trying to become the Animaguses for Lupin is also sticking up for the underdog. Like, he's a werewolf, which is an alienated species in that world yeah and then they use him like he's an animal (laughs) they're not they're not perfect but they they do like learn that animagus stuff and they protect him because he's like their friend like they don't know he's a werewolf when they become friends with him yes they do when they become animaguses when they become but but they're already friends with him but that's like year like they they become friends with him in year one and then it takes a while to become an animagus and that's by like year three so they like they know in the, they're, like, they know before a turning point of, you can't be my friend anymore. But, like, they're already friends with him is what I'm saying. That's why they become Animaguses, because they're friends with him. Not because he's a werewolf. Right. It's not like, oh, he's a but werewolf, we've got to be friends with him. They, I think, I'm saying, like, them protecting him and them being loyal to him and is, like, a very, you know, they don't have to do everything that they do, is what no, I'm saying. No, I think they're so good guys for that, but I don't think that makes them, like, protectors of underdogs. I'm talking, like, specifically of, like, Sirius and James, and obviously Peter sucks, like... Well, yeah, I'm not even, just, we can't even just... And I think, and I'm, I'm drawing that more from, like, how egocentric they are, especially, like, James. Like, he doesn't really think about that many people other than himself. Like, he doesn't like Lily, or, like, he's not, like, protecting Lily because she's a muggle-born. It's like, he likes her, and he's like, oh, well, you can't call her that. Like, 
it's not because like oh I need to protect her or anything like that. Yeah. I that's I think that's where I'm coming from is like and maybe that's more with James than it is with Sirius. Um as like that kind of egocentric and he's kind of doing it for himself, not really for um I don't know how to ex- the other I don't know how like, to explain underdogs. it in a way that And maybe it's just because we get so many Gryffindor characters and not enough of the other houses that... But I see what you're saying with, like, Hermione for sure and Harry, Ron, not so much, except for, like, Ron is, like, a big proponent of Muggleborns, but I'm not... I guess I'm not also putting Muggleborns in the same category as, like, house elves and, like, goblins and things but like I that. But I think, like, Muggleborns as, like, if we put them in real-world contexts, like, minorities or, like, um, you know, religious differences, like, these would be, like, Muggle, like, these would be what Muggleborns are. And, like, being, like, avid, like, proponents against that, even if it's, like, something that should be a given does make you a defender of people that are minorities. I think the other houses are, like, that, too. Right, but I think it's a different... Godric Gryffindor is, like, the most vocal against Slytherin, which is probably why there's that line about, like, like, fierce of... But, like, the whole Hufflepuff thing is, like, we'll take the rest. Like, we don't care who you are. So I think, like, the other houses are also that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's a good point. So, I don't see as, I guess, like, that's why I never saw Gryffindors, like, specific to that. But I do, I, like, you saying that does kind of remind me of that line, which is probably true. And I think that's probably because Gryffindor is, like, the most vocal against, like, I just the biggest they're more, they're like the, Slytherin. like, the cause people. You know what I'm saying? See, I like, think of Hufflepuff as that. I think Gryffindors are loud about it. I think Hufflepuffs I think they do are it loud for the that. right reasons. And, yeah. and Gryffindor, which is why I think the Marauders qualify in that category. Because I think even though they're not the kindest people, they are the people that are like, Muggleborns are equal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I guess I, maybe what you just said, like, they're not necessarily always doing it for the right reason. Like, I feel like James fits into that category. Yeah, like, Whereas I definitely think Gryffindors kind of have fits their... into the category, like, she is doing it for the right reason. Right. But I see, like, but I do I'm, also think she gets loud about it. Like, she does, like, she is with, loud about it. with the, like, house elf thing, like, she doesn't really understand the whole history behind it, but she, like, is really intense about this is what I, I think she understands do. the history of it. I don't think she, res- like, I think she goes about it a way- in a way that's very, like, I don't understand Ignorant. your culture and I'm going to try to force this other thing on you. No matter if her intentions are right and she's correct she doesn't get it which like she like she goes about winky a wrong <laughs> the wrong way you know yeah i think i think what i'm ultimately saying is like i think it goes beyond house like defending um people like underdogs like i don't think it's like a house trait i guess yeah is maybe what i'm ultimately saying that's fair and that might have been when i was saying at the beginning but i that think is- that's where i'm at now <laughs> Um, I mean, I think you're right. I do, I do think that they do say it in one of the house songs about Gryffindor. Yeah, and I, I'm not And I, that. and they definitely say it, and I fully admit that this could be clouding my judgment. They definitely say it on every Gryffindor, like, house quiz that you yeah. take. Like, that's what they give you in your informational fact about what Gryffindor is, including the Pottermore one. Which, yeah. but, like... Do I mean, have... if it did a song, like, then that's, like, goes into that whole characteristic. But I guess now I'm just saying, like, personally. In terms of analysis. Yeah, yeah. now I'm, like, just thinking 
despite all of that. Like, I'm thinking it's just, yeah, one of those things that goes kind of beyond house. Like, um, what was the determination? That's, like, all people. Yeah. No, fair. <laughs> totally fair. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't remember what we were talking about. Um, <laughs> like, I don't even know how we got to this. Well, we were... Your actions. Yeah, um, we just started... This was that note I was like, oh, real quick, let me well, they talk a lot about houses, so I don't think we're completely off topic here. Oh, no, here. no. No, I just meant, like, I forgot what we had initially brought up. I, my next note says, um, this Muggle Protection Act is way too, um, topical right now, is all I said. Um, I have... Um, like two notes before that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, where is Harry's internal monologue about Dobby's like master? Like he has no reaction to the fact that like Lucius is Dobby's master, which I think is weird. Like I was. Ex- they gave it to him in the movie. They gave him like an out loud line about it in the movie. That's so like, mess. good on them. Yeah. Um. I was she like, was tired. She was at the end of her book. She was like, I'm yeah. trying to wrap this mother up. Um. Harry, like, I think Dobby's being, like, the obvious. It's taking way too long to figure out, like, that he's saying that that's his book. Like, he's pointing. He's been through a lot today. Like, come on. He's been through a lot Yeah, but he, he figured out a lot more difficult things, yeah, like putting a basilisk bang in he, like, shut down his brain, okay? Sometimes at the end of a long day, my brain, like, I don't even know what colors are. Uh. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, the Muggle Protection Act, yes, be topical, but also, like, it never comes back, and it's kind of, like, brought up a lot in this book. And it's, like, a good plot point. Like, I think yeah. it's really interesting to, like, the way laws are set up in the wizarding world, and she's just like, yeah. And, like, it seems like a really big deal for, like, Arthur and for Lucius. I assume that it just gets passed by, like, because yeah. Lucius like, this happens. I think it already got passed, and, like, Lucius was, like, trying to bring an investigation into it. Well, he's, well, Dumbledore says, like, they're voting about it or something. Like, he's, like, it's convenient that Ginny Weasley, like, when they're about to vote on the... Just as the effect on his Muggle Protection Act. Oh, okay. Because remember when, um, the whole flying car thing is, like, Lucius is, like, we're gonna investigate the Muggle Protection Act. So I think it, like, I think it already became an act, and then they were, like, kind of bringing it yeah. up as a... True. But, yeah, it was just, like, they probably should bring that back, because it seems like she wanted to do something with it, because, like, she, it was, like, multiple times that she mentioned it in this book, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I wish that she would bring that back. Um... Call out Harry. That's all it says. I don't know what that means. That's because he's like, um, it was your book, Lucius. Oh, like, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you gave it to her in Flourishing Blots. And, like, he remembers the specific book, which is like, do you really remember that, Harry? Because you don't remember any of your classes or anything. <laughs> Call out Molly. <laughs> Sometimes you remember specific things and not, like... I saw this post today on Tumblr that was, like, me. I don't remember my friend's birthdays. Don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. Also me. The War of 1812. <laughs> Love the image of Lucius tossing a slimy sock away. I like how they do it in the movie better, where me he too. puts the sock in the diary rather than that too. putting the diary in the sock. That just seems weird. 
And like, like it also wouldn't fit probably. Like you must have big socks. Like, are you still wearing Dudley's old socks? Yes, that's that's a that's a real <laughs> concern, Harry. Doesn't Dumbledore get the diary back? I think that's a plot hole. Because, like, Harry's, like, right now giving it back to Lucius, but, like, Dumbledore definitely has it in the sixth one. He steals it from Malfoy Manor. Or maybe... Or maybe that's just in the movie that he has it in the sixth one. I think it's on the table. I think they describe it on the table in the sixth one. I can't... Because I, I was say, thinking about I it. I can't say that... They don't. Like, I, I yeah. don't know for sure. I was, um, I didn't look it up, but I was thinking about it a lot. Because I do remember him holding it up. But I think that's just in the second movie. I can't even remember in the sixth movie. But, um, I'm, I'm like... No, they definitely have it on the table in the sixth movie. Because he puts the ring inside the hole of the... Oh, yeah. So it's definitely in the sixth movie. I'm saying I don't know if it's also in the sixth I'm book. I'm saying, like, 88% sure it's in the book. Okay. I just can only envision the movie right now, and I don't know, so I'll go with your Because I couldn't envision the movie, and I remembered it, so I was like, it must be from the book. Because um, I could re- I could picture him lifting it up in the second movie, being like... Dude. Yeah, like, I see that too. I can see that really strongly, but... Um, um, Dobby yeah. is free. Um, Dobby Whoa. slays... Yes, Dobby. Dobby slays right now. I also just, like, love, and this is something we talked about on the um, movies versus books podcast, even though it wasn't really associated, was, like, post-sock Dobby is great. Like, I love after Dobby's been free. Yeah. It's just in the beginning of this book that Dobby really irritates me. Dobby makes a bad first impression, but he really brings it back. Fourth and fifth book Dobby in particular my fave seventh also great but like fourth and fifth and also like it really helps that winky becomes the new annoying one um just kidding <laughs> um, but like honestly <laughs> you shall go now <laughs> shoo dobby waves his little fingers and is like bye bye lucius you shall go now uh i love the way jim dale says the last now like because he repeats you shall go now like twice and in the second one jim dale is like now yeah like, it's like so now bitch like it's so sassy and i love it i'm like dobby making the right choices i also like how he's like farewell harry potter and there's like no indication that we'll ever see dobby again which makes it such a nice surprise when we do because it's like oh yeah like dobby and it's like, there's no, like, oh, maybe we'll we'll cross paths again, Harry Potter. Like, there's none of that, which I think is nice. Like, it doesn't make you think anything. I mean, yeah. not like there is anything to think of, but it's just, like, a nice surprise when he shows up again. Agreed. My next note is just Justin in all caps. <laughs> Justin was almost... JFF. Oh, no. Was a more obvious choice. Justin was almost my rat for this one line. For shaking Harry's hand and saying it wasn't you. What a bullshitter. I can't. I hate Justin. Like, that would make me so bad if I was Harry. I would have been like, I don't need this right now. Again, I'm going to take the side of like, I think it's the nice thing to do. 
Like, Rather it, than just ignore the fact no, that you it ever No, it is the right thing to do, and he does, like, get, like, a little, like, I, like, last time he did this. No, it was Ernie before. Ernie before. Like, okay, I'm, I had the same argument about I know, Ernie. we had this argument already. I don't already. like it. I think, like, whatever, like, you apologized for how wrong you were about character, and I'm still gonna be mad at you. Like, you're a little sniveling, like, go away. Justin, hurrying over from the Hufflepuff table to wring his hand and apologize endlessly for suspecting him. He was almost your rat for that line of yeah. him doing the right thing and being a solid guy being like, I'm so sorry. Annoying to me. Like, wringing his hand, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm glad that he, it, wringing his hand, like, I'm so sorry, Harry Potter. I'm so sorry. Yes. I didn't mean to believe. Oh, so yes. Like, gross. What would, like, have, what would have been a better no, thing? No, I think he should have done that, but it doesn't make me like him anymore. Like, he's just, like, so, ugh, 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 like. You thought I was a mass murderer. Like, you thought that I was trying to set So did literally everybody else. Right, but he was so vocal about it. Justin wasn't as vocal. Ernie was. Justin just was, like, walked away or whatever. No. Yeah. Justin? Because Harry goes to find Justin and he's petrified, so he never had a confrontation with Justin. Past the dueling club. Right, it's the dueling club. Oh, sorry. I was, I was, I do mix up Justin and Ernie. I know, I thought that, I was like, I don't think Justin was like that vocal. I do mix up Justin and Ernie a lot, to be fair. I mean, Ernie's worse than JFF. I do mix them up, uh, because they're basically the same annoying character. It's not my fault. But, um, yeah, I apologize are you endlessly apologizing for your mistake? For thinking that he was somebody else? I do not think the things are equal because I he, did say they were equal. Because he definitely did blame Harry. So, so he did, did everybody else in the school. But he did do the things that I am saying he did. He just didn't do them to the same degree that he did. So I don't think it's the same thing as accusing Harry of setting a evil snake on the whole You school. just accuse somebody else of being Ernie and nobody wants that. <laughs> I'm just saying being Ernie McMillan is not as bad as being... Voldemort okay like speak for yourself <laughs> all right Molly stick to that choice um he's I'm not my speak for he's yourself. not my rat um as I said so it doesn't matter <laughs> like almost it's concerning um my next note says lol Ron and I don't know what it means well I'll wait real quick I was just like this okay. is fun as in, like, response to the whole feast in their PJs. <laughs> I know! I thought that, too. I was like, pajama party in Hogwarts! Yeah. Um, Ron, Not as fun as the pajama parties when everybody thinks Sirius Black is evil. And um, they have to sleep in the Great Hall. Yeah, are you mad at Lupin for being like, I'm sorry that I thought that you were a traitor? Different. No! How is it different? How is that different? If he thinks Sirius is a traitor and they think that Harry's the heir of Slytherin. Fine. Oh, man. This is amazing. Uh, I've never felt so good. <laughs> it makes me mad. I mean, Ernie definitely like, sucks. No, because I feel like there's more evidence against Sirius than there is 
um, Harry for Heir of Slytherin, but, like, you are right. It's a similar yeah. thing. I also don't think Lupin is nearly as bad about it, because even when he thinks that Sirius did it, he still lets him in the ca- castle and is loyal to him as a friend. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, he still is Sirius's friend above and above all else. Like, Lupin, before he knows that he's clear of all crimes, still hears him out, which is all I ask of Ernie McMillan slash Justin. That's valid, but, um, yeah. Like, I don't like Ernie. I'm just saying, you, like, really tried to throw me with my wolf with I that know, wolf but it, star. like, kind of worked. But, yeah, it doesn't really work in the end, because what I'm really but concerned like about is loyalty. We all And Lupin has... The, no, I agree. It's a similar thing, but I do think yeah. Lupin reacts differently. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously Lupin's a better guy. I think your LOL Ron might have been like shame he was starting to grow on me. Yes, <laughs> that is definitely about Lockhart. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ron with the zig. Also, <laughs> Harry's like talking about like oh all these things like what was the best to choose from like my best friend like being unpetrified like no exams. And Lockhart leaving, like, I don't think that's, like, the same level as, like... I don't know. Sometimes when I really hate teachers, that is up there on my list. And, like, all the staff are, like, clapping, which I think is hilarious and, like, definitely right because Lockhart sucks. But, like, like, they just, like, had all these, like, unpetrified people and they're, like, putting them on the same level as, like, catching the Arab slipper. Understood. Understood. Reasonable. Lockhart is terrible, especially to Harry. Like, think about all those situations that Harry specifically had to go through where Lockhart was like, oh, the fame. He's like, I just don't know. Because that, like, is one of Harry's buttons. Like, he hates that. But he's like, I don't know what was the best moment. Like, is that a better moment, though, than, like, seeing Hermione again? I'm not saying his priorities are not askew, but I'm saying I understand the feeling. Um, I just have, like, a bunch more rhetorical questions. So if you I have some rhetorical questions, too. Go for it. Ron, what DADA did you do besides clearing out some rocks and breaking your wand? Um, like... It was his wand that, like, hurt Lockhart to, like, go wrong. But it wasn't, but you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, uh, I don't need a defense against the dark arts class because... He did face Aragog. He didn't really do anything, but, like, he did do that. (laughs) He doesn't have a working wand, which means he hasn't done any proper defense against the dark arts all year, which is my main point. He's just like, I'm really good at chess, so I'm, like, good. (laughs) Like, what have you done, Ron? What makes you so good at Defense Against the Dark Arts? Harry has done all of the major Defense Against the Dark Arts. Um, well, Alex. On the other hand, Jenny Weasley was perfectly happy again. Is she perfectly happy? No. After everything that has happened, one day later, I'm assuming, maybe three, maybe three days later, perfectly happy. After she's, like, been possessed by Voldemort and, like, After had a hand and, like... Put her friends, like, Killed several off. roosters, which, like, kind of concerning. Like, I wouldn't be happy, like, killing roosters, like, with my bare hands. Like, I think the, uh, the pushing of Ginny's 
psychological trauma is concerning on a level that I don't have time to get to on the podcast. Like but I, I wouldn't categorize it as perfectly happy. I definitely that definitely isn't the word I would words I would use. And it's never spoken about again until the fifth one where she just mentions it kind of casually to Harry. Yeah. <laughs> is that the fifth one? Yeah. Because they're at St. Mungo's with the extendable ears. And she, is that the one where she's like... Because it's after the sneak thing and, and Harry's like, have I been possessed? Attacking Mr. Weasley. That's all the fifth one. Yeah, and he, and well, like there's that one time, I can't remember it, when she's like... Um, why don't you talk to that person who's actually... Yeah, yeah. is that fifth? Yeah. yeah. I get the fifth and the sixth one, like... Yeah. With that, their interactions, like, yeah. mixed together. I don't remember which Because that's when, when they start falling in love. Right. Um, also... They're so cute in the sixth one. Like, they're, like, have really cute moments. I was going back... And, and in the fifth one, I think. Yeah, like, I was, like... The, there's an artist on Tumblr that, like, does a really good job of, like, hitting art, and sometimes she'll take, like, actual quotes, like, of scenes from the books, and she'll put them together, and I'm just like, oh, this, I, very I, much I, overlooked. I remember why I shipped this so much, like, because I have, like, a very passionate, uh, response to Would you refer Henny? to it as, like, a creature inside of you? Yeah, like a growing response? monster inside of me, just, like... Like, hard and long. Fall <laughs> <laughs> <All> back. <laughs> Just, like, inside of me, um, clawing at my insides when people don't ship any. Um, speaking of Jenny, when does she, like, change? Is it, like, not till the fifth one? Because I feel like in this one, like, she's kind of, um... I mean, obviously she's, like, possessed, but even, like, on the train home, she's like, oh, that, well, Percy's got a girlfriend, she's like, promise you won't, like, make fun of him. Like, that's not the Jenny we get to, like, know and love, who's, like, don't tell, like, I mean, she's also 11. Right. Like, I think, like, her age has something to do with it, and I also think she's been teased so much that she... I'm not even criticizing this version of Ginny, but, like, when do we start to see, like, the change? Is it not till the fifth one? Do you I think, think we start or to maybe see the fourth next, one. The four, we definitely see it in the fourth one. Yeah, because she goes to the Yule Ball with Neville. Yeah, and she gets, she's sassy. Like, like, I think it's when she stops being afraid of Harry, which is the fifth one. But I think, but I think her innate personality starts in like, the... I don't think we get very much of her next book. No. But I think in the fourth one, I think she does. And we'll look out for it in yeah. two. Yeah, because that was really an, an, uh, a real question is, like, when do we start to see that? I think it's mostly in the fifth one, but we might get a little bit of it in the yeah, fourth Yeah, I think one. she hasn't come to her own yet, which is, like, fair. Yeah. You know, she grows into that. But I also think Ginny does a lot of growing on her own, and we have to get a lot of her personality from what people say about her. Like, the bat bogey thing is secondhand from Fred and George. The Ginny stealing, like, her brother's brooms to practice because nobody let, will let her play Quidditch is, like, yeah, also secondhand. Yeah, we don't actually secondhand. get to see that. But it's, like, things that you know make up the character that we grow to love, you know? And I think a lot of that's because when we see her, she's around Harry, and she's, like, scared to be herself in front of Harry. Yeah. That was my last note was on Ginny. Uh, my note, my next note says, Fred and George's reaction to the news about Percy, dot, 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 same. Like, <laughs> LOL. I know. Yes. Um, 
And, and then I've I been said, feeling that way this whole time. Then I said, always got to have a nice, lighthearted joke about Harry's home abuse to end the book. Yeah. Just yikes. <laughs> yikes. Hermione's, like, doesn't get it yet. <laughs> They'll be proud of you. Like, no, no. He's like, proud of me yeah. that I had so many opportunities to die and I didn't get one? Yikes! Yeah. Yikes! I mean, I don't think he, like, really tells them what it's like, so I don't think they, kn- like, I don't think they yeah. know what it was like growing up until, like, later. Yeah, but, but still. No, no. Um, no, no. Alright, so, for the last time for Chamber of Secrets, who's your champ? For this chapter or for the overall book? For the chapter. Okay. Um, my champ is Dobby. Same. Dobbs. And my rat is Dumbledore. <gasps> my rat is Lucius. Yeah, like, Ob's, like, always a rat. Like, he never stops being a rat. Right, but he's particularly ratty. But I was really mad at Dumbledore, so... I just think, like, I was unfairly judged for my anger at Justin when you gave Dumbledore rat this chapter over Lucius. But we spent almost all of the chapter talking about I mean, I'm also mad at Dumbledore, but I'm just saying. Angry at Dumbledore. Like, Lucius, like, also is a rat, but, like... That's, like, also him just being within his character. Like, which, yeah, I give rats to people being within their character all the time. Like, Tom Riddle. But, like, because Dumbledore was being especially ratty in this one, like, I felt like he needed it. He needed to be dropped down, like, several pegs from his beaming self. (laughs) Agreed. Like, I don't disagree with your Dumbledore. I just feel like I was unfairly judged because your rat is Dumbledore. Let's ask the listeners. Listeners, what do you think? So you would put... No, like Lucius, being... JFF, and then what? Dumbledore after JFF, or or is somebody like Ron in there? Like I don't know. Uh, no, Arthur Weasley. Just kidding. I was making a joke because I got so bad at Arthur for the way ha, he treated him. We're all laughing together. <laughs> I gave this chapter eighty points. I gave it seventy-five. Yeah, definitely not as much as the oh quiz. Yeah. I almost forgot. We do the quiz after. I know, but I just, like, almost was like, let's talk about the whole book. Oh, okay. In my head. Okay. Um, you want to do your question first? Sure. What does Dumbledore suggest is a cure for Ginny? Um, like, some rest. Is there something else? Yeah. Uh, And that's more what I'm thinking of for the answer. A good night's sleep. No. I don't know. Uh, hot chocolate. Oh. <laughs> he says, you should have some rest and some hot chocolate. That always makes me feel better. Uh. Looking at the camera again at the office. Like, hot chocolate is not going to fix the fact that she was possessed by Lord Voldemort Dumbledore. Get it together. I mean, it does because she's, like, perfect perfectly happy afterwards that's like when people are like oh you're depressed just do some exercise (laughs) um okay what two things does Dumbledore do after Harry leaves his office or 
the office. Like at the end of this chapter? Like before the feast. Like right after yeah. he has this conversation with Harry. I have no idea. Give me a hint. No. Give me a hint. I don't have to get the points for it. I just want to try to oh, get it. Okay. Like, I really have no clue right now. They both involve writing. Okay, I just don't know. He's writing a letter to Azkaban and to the Daily Prophet. Oh, yeah. I knew it had to be a letter to someone. I just, clearly you said writing, but I just did it. I, no. That's a good question. Good, good on you, Molly. Thanks. Um, alright, so the whole book! No, I have another question. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm really excited to talk about the whole book. Sorry. What part of Dobby is wrapped in bandages? His, like, hands, like, knuckles. His leg. Oh, okay. Okay. I haven't been doing well on quizzes. Neither have I, I, clearly. Really haven't been keeping track. Yeah, I haven't been active reading. <laughs> I did listen to this one, like, twice, though. <laughs> Okay, so for my ranking of the books that we've read thus far, <laughs> all the books we've read, it goes number one and number two. I think that's how mine goes, too. I won't be sure until I read more. But, like, no, for right now. I can't tell. No, just what the books we've I read. I know. You can't tell one or two? all together. Because that makes sense. Like, three is, like, a standout. Like, it, like, I like looking at them in terms of their purpose for the rest of the series, too. So, right now, it's one and two. One and then two. Yeah. But that might change by the end. Okay. Who do you think is, like, a standout character from this book? Like, other than, like, the main three. Dobby. Because he's new. Like, not necessarily standout in a good way, but I do think... When I think about book two, Dobby is the first person I think about. Or the first character I think about. Um, yeah. I also think of Tom Riddle, Obbs, but, like, that's also because we just had a long conversation about No, him. I definitely think of Tom Riddle, but I think the first, like, the first character that comes to mind, even when I was a little kid, when I think about book two, is Dobby. Like, I think I'm just going to say what we're all thinking. Moni Myrtle. Myrtle. <laughs> I mean... The second person I think about. Ernie McMillan. <laughs> Not Ernie McMillan. Uh, but Moaning Myrtle is a gem. I, mean, I also think of Lockhart. Oh, like, actually, that's who we've probably spent the most time like, talking about There are about a lot of book. standouts in this book. Like, I think this book is funny. Like, I genuinely think this book is funnier than the first one. I do think it's funnier than the first one. And normally I do put humor above all else, but I'll never... Like, the first one has got to be one of my favorites. See, that's what so. I... I don't know if I actually... I can't... I, my feelings on one are so confused. Because I feel like I should put one first because of, like, loyalty and it started and all. But I don't know if that's why... If that's the only reason I put it first. Like, I think I might genuinely like two more. But there are also more lows in two. Like, I think you're right about that. Yeah. Like, one is more cohesive to me as a book. I think, yeah, we get so much more stuff in one. 
obviously, because it's, like, all exposition, but, like, but I, I also don't know, like it's also just, like, makes me feel good. But you can't have all that world building without the exposition in one. So that's, like, why I get confused, because, two, I like that we get all, we get the Weasleys more, we get more about Hogwarts, like, where, one, you have to spend so much time setting all that up, and I feel like because I already know all that information, one can feel a little... I think we get a lot of Hogwarts in book one. Like, obviously, yes, we get Chamber of Secrets, but, um... We get a lot of Hogwarts in the way it runs, but it's like, I spend so much time in the head of Harry Potter that I know everything they're telling me about Hogwarts, whereas here I feel like we're living in Hogwarts, if that makes sense. Although we don't go to as many classes, and I like going to the classes. Um, I think that book one makes me feel good. Because, like, the enemy is not that horrible. Like, yes. Like, it is. One does make me feel good. That's true. And, like, the little obstacles course is, like, kind of benign. And, like, even, like, the the lowest point is what we both agreed on was, like, the Norbert stuff. And that's honestly not even that low. Like, it's still a dragon. it's still the worst part. Like, I think out of, like, one and two, the dragon is the worst. Oh, I don't think. What do you? Me. What is your worst part? Like of two? What um, and two beats it? Abby death day party. I like the death Cornelius day party. Cornelius Fudge. That whole chapter. We both like really hated that chapter. Oh, yeah, it's a bad chapter. Aragog makes me mad. I um, like the Aragog chapter too. Like I think it's interesting. Like I don't like it as a. You cha- gave it like twenty five points. Like I don't like it as a chapter, but I'm saying like that is more like it. It's more plot driven than the Norbert thing. Like the Norbert thing really makes me mad because it doesn't do anything. Like it seems so like slice of life. Like the episode that you watch in a TV show because they had to have fifteen and they only had enough plot for fourteen. I mean, honestly. Aragog does nothing for the plot. It's just like, oh, Hagrid didn't it do it. It clears Hagrid's name, and but Hagrid's name gets cleared and anyway. You need the fear of spiders to, for Hermione to figure out the. She's already petrified. Okay. Well, like it clears up the spiders flee before it thing. Yeah, but like it is kind of like a means to no end. It also you get to know Eric, you get to know Aragog, which is the reason why Hagrid is blamed. Like yeah, it just I don't gives think you it's more, like I think it gives you more information than Norbert does. I think Norbert Oh, why are you making me defend Norbert right now? Like I don't think it's a good chapter, but um it definitely gives you a lot of insight on Hagrid as a character. And like the means to that end is to get them into the forest, which the forest chapter is really good. I like that chapter a lot with the centaurs. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, so in that sense, like they need that chapter, which we both agreed like there are better ways to get them into that forest. But um, yeah, I think um, those three chapters in particular, I don't really enjoy it. Aragog more out of the other two. Um, but I think, um, what? overall one just makes me feel better and I like more of those chapters, like, high. like, I probably would rank them all higher for the most part. Oh, Mirror of Erised. I know, that's a good chapter. I'm thinking of, like, something in that chapter being, like, because I've liked it so much. Uh, just to clarify, I'm trying to figure out what kind of Harry Potter tattoo I'm gonna get. I have no idea. I'm so lost. I want, like, the whole series. <laughs> and I can't have that. Oh, yeah, and I also don't like the first two chapters of this book. With, uh, Dobby's warning or the worst birthday. 
Oh, I like the obvious one. See, like, there are parts about, I like, I like the hijinks of two. Like, I think they're cute. Like, I like the Eric, like, even though Aragog is, like, terrible, I like his addition to two. Like, also a thing that I remember. And that could just be my childhood. Yeah. Like, these things were things I was interested in when I was a kid. Like, I really remember hating the Aragog scene as a child, but, like, it stuck it with me. out. And, like, I was gonna say, like, the Rogue Bludger, that's an annoying chapter, but, like, it's a very memorable scene. Yeah. Uh, more from the movies for me, the Rogue Bludger, though. Um, I think for me, the Chamber of Secrets, the movie, resonates with me more than the book does. Maybe. For me, at least. Yeah, I can see that. I really am excited to watch the movie, because I like the Chamber of Secrets. Because when I think about the Chamber of Secrets, the movie is the first thing that comes to mind, whereas when I think about the other books, it's not always the case. I mean, sometimes it's the first one, but I've seen the first movie, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think of the book just as much. And in the later books, I definitely think of the books first over movie. But with Chamber of Secrets, I yeah. almost always think of the movie. And I... The only time I think about the book is the death day party, which I don't really like, and it's just the one thing that's left out of the movies, but, um... I definitely, with the later ones, have a bigger distinction between book and movie than I do with this one. And part of it is that the first two movies do closely align with the first two books. Yeah. Um... But with that, I do think of the movie more than I think of the book, and that might be because I was young when I read the second book. And I've I've definitely read the first book more than I've read the second book. I think I've just read the first book more than I... Like, if I got through the second one, I think I've read... The whole series. The whole series. But like, I would just read the first sometime, one. Yeah, sometimes I just read the first one. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. Yeah, if I was reading the second one, then I was going to read the whole series or whatever we had of the series. Like, I don't think I've ever... Re- no, I've reread seven and six on their own but I've never reread five or even four without it being a part of the a full series read through which I do do often but like uh yeah well actually reading the books very rarely have I ever read them on their own maybe the seventh one and that's just because I read it really fast and then like a month later I read it again um because I had missed things but other than that... Oh, and no. I think I also... No, I've definitely read three on its own before, but I don't like doing it. I like the build-up of... Of, like... Well, sometimes I think I would listen to one out of order, like the fourth one, for instance, because I had that one on audiobook. Mm-hmm. And then I would just get the other ones from the library because I was like, well, I just started this, and now I want to listen to the next one. So I'd end up yeah. listening to the whole series, but I would start at the fourth one and then, like start over like so I go to the end of the series and I'm like well now I just want to listen to the first three because I didn't listen to them so yeah then, and then I'd be like well now I'm at the third one so I need to listen it would just be a horrible cycle but not horrible because I loved it two is definitely one I've never read on my own five is also one I've never read on my own so they're in my lower two um yeah um four two I don't think I've read four on its own but I like four a lot uh, 
so back to like no 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 i was just i want to talk about lockhart again because i think that's one character that we spent a lot of time on and that might be partially my fault but um i think he was just like a really interesting character to examine and like trying to figure out his house trying to figure out like his level of intellect was really fun Mm -hmm. i had a fun time like analyzing lockhart me too and because i just enjoy him as a character like he is funny like i hate him as a person love him as a character he's just like really enjoyable to read about and like I still love to think of him as, like, the buffoon because he's, like, more fun that way. When he's, like, this, like, asshole, it's, like, not as much fun to enjoy him. But I also think Lockhart is, um, I just, like, a call-out to J.K. Rowling. Like, I don't, like, I think Lockhart's also a pretty unique character. Like, he's got a, like, because he was so hard to analyze and place... Like, what I think is really nice about J.K. Rowling is that she does write fully complete characters. Yeah, even though, okay, he's in one other book, but, like, he's basically only in one book, and we get this really full character. But you get a full arc, and it's not an arc that we see very often, I feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, she makes, her, like, characters are very good. And I know that that's such a simple thing to say, but I don't know how else to explain it. Like, she has characters that I can't find in three other books, you know? Which is not necessarily true for Harry, who kind of has to follow, like, his hero thing. But we even say that, like, he does, he is set apart from other heroes. But he has flaws. Which all heroes usually have flaws, but, Mm -hmm. like, um, yeah, I think that this is Ron's best book. I like Ron in five too. Um, mm. Is that Lavender Brown? That's six. Okay. Like Ron in five is oh really yeah like a good I do friend like to Harry five Ron because he's like and he's also trying to bad because like, he's prefect yeah oh when Ron finds out he's prefect though he's like so, so happy excited. I really like Ron in five. Um. Harry gets on my nerves in five. Yeah. He gets on everybody's nerves in five. But I do think... I think it's fine. Two is a good Ron mm storyline. It's most fun. Yeah, two is fun. Like, it's a fun book. But it's... um, And we said it's, like, funnier than book one, but, like, it also, like, has some really dark moments. Yeah. Which book one doesn't have as many dark moments. No. Or at least not, like, surface level. Right. We delved into some dark stuff, but, like... For the most part. You don't not... have to delve very much to get that this whole Jenny thing is fucked up. Yeah. Ducked up. Any final thoughts? I can't wait to start three. I I'm know. so excited. Because we both love three so much. So like. We'll just be gushing the whole time. Yeah. Um, we are going to do the movie for Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, that'll be our next Uh. So, yeah, just stay tuned for that, and then we'll be starting the third one. Can't wait. So excited. Bye. Bye. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.